Hey guys, Zach here with a quick shout out to Boda Sports, our parent company here at Taping the Shaft. Check out Boda on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, check out the website at thebodasports.news. And check out the podcast, The Bodacast, wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any of the other ones. Now let's get to today's episode of Taping the Shaft. I think we're good. What is going on, Boda World? It's Soggy Boy. I got Mike from Jersey at Not Credible. Mr. Canuck, I guess, today. What's what up, what on, up? Let's go, Canucks. Yeah. Uh, we're going to win it all, but whatever. Um. <laughs> Definitely not going to win it all. They have a good chance. Well, welcome welcome back to Taping the Shaft, guys. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Um, Mike and I are going to be bringing you a nice little episode today. We're going to be going over the uh, the exhibition game today between the Flyers and the Penguins that actually happened. We had real hockey, Mike. We had real hockey. I watched uh, 65 minutes of hockey today for the first time in what was it four or five months now, and I was fired yeah. up. I, I would have I would have been sitting there with with a box of tissues and a bottle of Jerkins if that was the case, man. I, <laughs> I was I was working, so unfortunately I was I was unable to. Uh, you know, have that pleasurable experience. But how, how was the game, Mike? How, how was the game? It was good. Uh, it's good to be back. Um, little weird atmosphere not having fans in there. Uh, mm. The energy level was a little bit, a uh, little bit less than your typical, um, your typical game um, exhibition or not. Uh, guys took a little bit of time to get into it. Obviously, um, the game meant nothing except uh, just to see where everyone's at. So. Uh, guys took it easy, um, took a little bit of time to get into the flow of the game. You didn't really see checking or hitting uh, until, I would say, end of the second, start of the third. Um, but apart from that, like the, the pace of the game was good and um, a little sloppy, but uh, we're back and that's all yep. that matters. I mean, um, yeah, as, as to be expected, I mean... Like, oh, like you said, like yeah. you said earlier, it's like it's it's the it's literally the first game of hockey we've had since March. Correct. So I mean, you know, count, let's let's count our blessings. Thank God it's back. Um, I just I have to say, hopefully it sticks around with everything that's Correct. going on in baseball right now. Correct. Um, it's not a given, but um, I want to break the game down. Um, I was just I, like I said, I didn't get to watch it, but I did look at the stats, and I know you watched. You said sixty-five minutes. Um, just give me your like big takeaway from the game. Pitt's in trouble. Also, Pittsburgh is in trouble. Um, they did not look good. Um, the only uh, the only bright spot that I saw um, was the uh, rookie defenseman John Marino. He uh, got on the stat sheet early, played shutdown defense, um, and he's gonna he's he's exactly what Pitt needs for the future, but. Um, everybody in that lineup aside from him uh, scared me. Jake Gensel looked good, actually. Um, first game back, he recovered from the injury. Um, I, th- I think he was supposed to miss the playoffs originally, um, so that's good that they have him back. But um, I don't know, man. They did not look good. Um, and I, I, I want to watch quality hockey, I'll be honest. Um, I want Pittsburgh to lose the next series, um, but I want to see quality. Um, right. So I, I hope it's just getting the cobwebs out, getting the getting the rust off, shaking the rust off. But everybody, like 
Crosby, ineffective. Malkin, bad pass. Start off the game right into the middle, right to Kevin Hayes. Uh, like Malkin's an incredible hockey player, and he just went behind the back, um, right out in front of his own goalie uh, to Kevin Hayes, who uh, no one knows this plays for the Flyers, not the Penguins, and just beat Matt Murray. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, I feel like these days it's not that hard to beat Matt Murray. I mean, yes. Correct. Um, <laughs> he got his ticket and he's good. <laughs> yeah, so, no kidding. He won two cups with the team. He's checked out. I mean, why, why not, right? Yeah. Just, uh, but yeah, like, I mean, you know, you're, you're giving up, giving me all these names, like Crosby, Malkin, like, you know, Crosby didn't register a shot. All he, all he was on the board for 19 minutes of ice time. Correct. One takeaway. That's all he had. Yep. Um, you know, Again, first game of hockey, it's understandable, whatever. But for Sidney Crosby, I feel like that's a little inexcusable to have only one takeaway on 19 minutes of ice time and nothing else. No shots, no blocks, no nothing. Um, you know, Malkin, yeah, he had an assist at a point, but he was minus one on the day. So he's out there for two goals against, basically. Oh, well, no, not basically. He was out there for two goals against. I mean, one of them he gave away, uh, Puck to Kevin Hayes, as you said. Um, he got the primary assist on the Kevin Hayes goal, yep. Yeah, basically. I mean, he was shooting the puck. He had five shots on net, um, you know, in only 16 minutes ice time. But I think the mistakes there are clearly what, what is going to worry you. Not only that, Crystal Tang minus one on the day. Um, who else? Brian Russ? Brian Russ or Brandon Russ? Brandon. Brandon Russ? Okay, that's what I thought. I don't know why I thought Brian. Uh, Brandon Russ minus one. Um, you know, defenseman Brandon Dumoulin, minus one. Uh, he went down, too. He blocked a shot. He didn't come back. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, okay. No kidding. Huh? Well, yeah, I mean, Patrick Marlowe, one shot on, on that. Uh, just a lot of their playmakers couldn't do anything. Jason Zucker, who they who they traded for um, before the deadline from Minnesota, mm-hmm. uh, came up with a goal. And then Connor Sheary had the other goal. And that was and- it. And you look at the other side of the rink, right? You look at Philly, like, they're not known for their defense. Um, mm, I wouldn't I wouldn't say so either, no. And it'd be one thing if all these guys had, like, four or five shots and, like, you were like, oh, yeah, well, like, Carter Hart was in net. But, like, none of them registered more than one shot uh, with the exception of Malkin. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Um, not a good look for Pittsburgh. Um, not a good look at all. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, especially with that goaltending. I mean, I, you're, you're playing a game where it comes down to OT 3-2. Uh, you know, two goals on 12 shots. Not great. Not great for Matt Murray. Um, you know, Tristan Jarry does come in. I think it must be later in the game. He gave up a goal. Um, he must have that was the OT goal. winner. Was yeah, the OT yeah. goal. Um, yeah. So, you know, nine saves on 10 shots. And that wasn't percentage. That so, wasn't even on on him. He got hung out to dry. Uh, beautiful, beautiful tape to tape pass across uh, three lines and just um, got smoked. Um, left out to dry happens all the time in overtime. So I, would, he he was actually one of the few good takeaways from Pittsburgh. Um, I I feel yeah I feel like we we've talked about him before um, in this whole goaltending situation in Pittsburgh. Um, I definitely think he's he's the guy that needs to be playing in the playoffs and not Matt Murray. I, I, I don't. I, I I think we've seen enough of Matt Murray. He's not there anymore. 
he's either not committed or he's just getting in his own head. I mean, goaltending is a lot of mental, but it just it, it seems like he there's something off with his game right now. And and if I was Pittsburgh, I would not want to just put him in there based on past merit. You know what I mean? I wouldn't want to do that because they have they have the chance to win a Stanley Cup now in this season, not 2016, 2017. You know what I mean? So. Correct. So it'll be interesting. Um, another thing I wanted to point out is that um, it looked like the uh, Flyers goaltending situation though is is hanging on pretty strong. Um, I've always liked Brian Elliott. Um, I've always thought he was a pretty solid tender. Um, Thirteen saves on fourteen shots, so pretty good. Nine twenty nine save percentage. Um, it looks like Carter Hart got most of the time on ice. He had about forty minutes on the ice. Uh, only let up a goal, 11 saves on 12 shots. So, I mean, both goalies giving up a goal, but I mean, I would say solid, solid performance all around for both. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they definitely, uh, they definitely stood in there and, and did the job they signed up for. Um, that being said, as we just talked about, though, Pitt got nothing going. Um, yeah. I, I'm very confident in Philly goaltending, though, um, and I think. Um, I think that's big for them. You want to say that again for the people in the back? You're confident in what? <laughs> I'm confident in Carter Hart and Brian Elliott. Damn. Okay. I haven't. So I just want. I just want to say I haven't heard that in a long time because I just I remember Philadelphia always having an issue with goaltenders. Uh, I mean, they would just pick up like like Brian Elliott, but Brian Elliott has has been a pretty good uh, you know pickup for them. But I just remember. Oh God, who, let me think. Ilya Praskalov and um, oh god, what's that other guy's name? Uh, Layton, Curtis Layton, Sean Layton. Mm, I'll have to check that one up. But there was just a string of like you know mid-tier goaltenders that they would bring in every year and try to replace the other one, and it just never worked out for like what ten years, I think. Yeah, yeah. Just they they were they were just in a in a, a carousel of goaltending. Um, I, I'd like to think Carter Hart is their future. I mean, he's he's a pretty good goaltender. Um, he came out of nowhere, really. I mean, la- I think last year, right? He, he he put up a huge streak of uh, wins and shutouts. But um, good things from both. I mean, it's obviously good to have Brian Elliott as well because you need a solid backup goaltender if you're going to be either splitting the games or if, obviously, if Carter Hart gets hurt. So He's also been around the playoffs a lot. Yeah, um, that's true which is that experience that Carter Hart needs in his back pocket. Um, and just that guidance. I, I Carter Hart will get the majority of the, um, of the time on ice and, and, um, but having a guy like Brian Elliott is invaluable to him. No, very um, true. And I, th- I think Carter Hart is the real deal. I think he is exactly what Philly needs. Um, and I, I think he, I think he is a Stanley cup, goalie I think he can get Philly there I think Philly I don't think Philly wins it this year like I said the Canucks are winning it all take it to the bank um but I think Philly just needs a couple more pieces like they need to shore up their back end um on defense a couple um a couple other pieces on offense but I think Carter Hart I think they're set for goalie all right so this is a completely different topic that I didn't even think I was going to need to bring up but you were so adamant about the Canucks winning the Stanley Cup that I will make a bet right now, live. All right? This is what's going to happen. If the Canucks make it to the Stanley Cup final, 
just make it? I don't think they're going to make it to the final. So if they make it to the final, I don't think they make it to the final. Dude, come on, Colorado's stacked. If they make if they make it to the finals, um, I'll make a custom bumper sticker for my car that I have to put on there for like two months, saying that I'm a jackass. Yep. Yep. Sounds good. Has to have my uh, Instagram yes. handle as well. Yep. Yeah. Or the Boda, or the Boda handle. It, it'll be a Boda-related thing, but it'll Perfect. say I'm a jackass, which I might just keep on there anyways. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. If they win the Stanley Cup, I will get a Canuck tattooed on my left breast. Oh, shit. Oh, I got to tweet this out to the Canucks. There's a lot riding on this right now. I will, get, I will get a Vancouver Canuck tattooed right above my left areola, Mike. This this will happen, like right, like right up here, right up here. All right. I am so here for this. What's the other half of the bet? Um. Well, if so, here's the thing. If the Canucks don't make it out of the play-in rounds, whoa, the play-in rounds. Okay, this is extreme. Yeah, extreme. Okay. Um, you. Hmm. I don't know. Let me let me think about what your punishment would be if they don't make it past the play-in rounds. If Perfect. they make it, if they make it to the playoffs and lose in the first round, I'll get you a bumper sticker. It'll be the bumper sticker thing. But your severe punishment will be different because I'm not going to force you to get a tattoo of me flipping you off on my on your body because that would just be, <laughs> that would be the worst punishment ever. No one no one needs no one needs 280 pounds of uh, bear juice on their on their chest. Canucks are winning it. I'm excited to see this tattoo. Right. I think I will it design it as well. Um, oh, I'll honestly, I'll design it. If you're gonna if you're gonna go out, just make the dick very veiny. All right, I, <laughs> I know it's coming. This is exciting. Uh, yeah, I've got a gonna, whole lot better. Yeah, we're gonna spice it up a little bit here at here at uh, here at taping the shaft. That's just what we do. Yeah, That's of course. What we do. Of course. That's how we operate. <laughs> but um, looks like there's two other games on tap for tonight. Uh, you got a little uh, Canadian action going on. We got the lease in the Canadians. Garbage. Uh, playing at, uh, yeah, yeah, garbage, whatever. Who cares? Uh, they're playing at 8, I guess, on the NHL Network. And yes. Oilers and Flames battle for Alberta. Again, I am fired up for that one, I'll tell you that. I, I have been hyping this matchup up for the entire year. So when we did um, the Boat Alive stuff in, like, January, early February, um, probably before we like this is obviously before you came on but um i was i was just hyping this matchup up i mean they i think i think this year best rivalry so far easy uh, they have they have beaten the shit out of each other on on the scoreboard on the you know in the box fucking fights after fights they just they just despise each other this year and i think it's great for hockey because a i think fights are dwindling I think a lot of players are more reluctant to fight, and obviously you're not seeing a lot of goons anymore. I mean, it's all it's all been skilled players, which I get it. I mean, hockey is is turning into a, it's turning into just a pure skill sport. But I mean, you know, a good a good goon, not a goon, but you know, a good a good fighter or you know someone that's going to be a good bruiser is a dime a dozen. Um, and I think both teams have a couple couple of guys that are like that, and they just fire up a crowd, they fire up a team, and you have high scoring games and it's emotional and it's like playoff atmosphere and you, you can't get it anywhere else. 
it's a it's a great it's a great rivalry. I would say it's the best at least the past five years, if not further than that. Um, as you as you gone into um, like that aspect of the game is slowly dying out. Um, right. Which is which is super unfortunate. Um, oh, I'm. So sad. Everyone knows diehard Devils fans, so I have those those Devil Ranger Ooh, yeah. rivalries oh, yeah. um, that were just nasty, and you don't see that anymore. Even when the Devils play the Rangers now, it's like they're all like best friends it's like no like you're supposed to go hate them um but like they either had three or four games and it started in the first um and then they had two games within the span of like a week and yes they did best two games i've ever watched it was it was super entertaining i think i watched the highlights maybe three or four times because i was like i cannot get enough of this yeah um yeah, so I mean, I definitely think that's an exciting exhibition game. Good job for the NHL for getting that out there. Giving us a little, a little bit more. I really hope we see this matchup in the playoffs. I, yes. I really want to see that in the playoffs. I don't know how it would play out. I think it would be a little bit of a stretch to get them to play each other. Correct. Based on how like seating is and everything, but uh, definitely a matchup I'd want to see. Absolutely. It should have just given them the matchup right off the rip like been like i know you guys like points wise aren't there but we need this for the playoffs yeah. um this is we need the content absolutely. nhl just going absolute boat route we need the content uh, i don't know if you've i don't know if you've seen this but for the past three weeks they've been james and chris have been trying to get me to take my shirt off on live on like i have yep online. i've seen this yep we don't need the content that bad. No one needs to see my hairy nipples. All right. <laughs> that is the that is the content we need. All content's good content. I mean, yeah, it's, I, I guess. But anyways, yeah. So Maple Leafs, Canadians, you're gonna get that matchup at 8 p.m. And then Oilers and Flames, Battle for Alberta. You're gonna get that at 10:30. Uh, first game, kid. I'd rather watch paint dry. And second Correct. game, I, I would not miss it. I'm gonna try and put this on. I might go watch paint dry. I might like go paint a wall and just watch it dry so as yeah. to not have to yeah. suffer through that. But we'll score more goals than the Canadians, I'll tell you that. Sure. <laughs> sure. But anyways, uh, let's move on to our next segment of today's Taping the Shaft episode. Um, we are going to start kind of going over the um, kind of how the season went for all the teams in the NHL. Uh, it's going to be a little weird because they are obviously in, about to start the playoffs-ish. I mean, yes, playoffs, but, like, obviously they didn't play a full season. Um, so it's going to be very interesting. I think this will be kind of on par with the half season they had in 2013. Um, um, so I think let's just start at the top. I mean, the top teams from each conference will just go two. And I think... Once we, you know, get some get ahead of steam, we can start going four every episode. Um, but with hockey back, I think maybe just doing two and then all that other kind of stuff. We can spit all that later. But uh, let's start with the St. Louis Blues. I mean, uh, you know, another great year for the for for the Blues. Obviously, last year was that whole, you know, bottom you know bottom of the barrel team, last place January first, and then they made their all, way all the way up to you know third place in, in the um, Central Division and won the damn Stanley Cup. Rip. Rip for me, fucking. <laughs> too fucking soon. Huh? <laughs> too soon. Yeah, it's always gonna be too soon. But um, yeah. So I mean, 
they again they had another great season this year. Um, I think Craig Dorby was the exact coach that they needed to kick their ass in the gear, especially last year and and obviously this year as well. Um, I think a huge thing for them is they did they played most of the season without Vladimir Tarasenko, which is huge. Incredible. Best team in the Western Conference. You didn't have your best player, and you still managed to pop off the season like you did. Incredible. 42-19-10. Like. Yeah. Yeah, a great season. I mean, I, I just think I think that team meshed so well last year that I think that even if they like obviously with Vlad. You know, you have a big spot missing in your lineup. You're you're going to be able to put someone in there, and the team is still going to be able to pull through. I mean, we clearly saw that this year with them. Um, obviously, you're going to have a lack of goal scoring because Tarasenko is just naturally gifted. But they got by without him. I mean, clearly, they're the best team in the West. Just crazy to think about. I mean, the team is the team is stacked start to finish. No, no, correct, absolutely, and. I feel like everyone, like other teams, uh, fans. I know I did. Like, I wrote the I wrote the Blues off. I was like, that was just a fluke. Um, not, not a fluke, but there's no way they're gonna have the season they had last year, the second half of the season that they had last year, and they're gonna take that into this year. They're gonna be, um, they're gonna be hungover from all those playoff games, and, and they're gonna barely scrape into the into the playoffs this year. I, I had them in the playoffs, but I didn't think that it wasn't even going to be close, um, especially when Tarasenko went down. Oh, and yeah. Then, oh, exactly. And, like, now with the now with the playoffs starting back up, he's healthy. So he can right. just jump right, right back in, right? Like, no, and, and, and again, it, and this is perfect timing for him and the team. I mean, either way, even if there wasn't a pandemic, he would still be in the same situation. Correct. It just so happens that the, the entire team got a four-month rest or however long we've been doing this. Jesus, actually, August, March. Yeah, four months. Oh, my God. I haven't seen four hockey months. in four months. Wow. That's really setting it right now for you for you folks at home. I'm actually just having an epiphany. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 liked, I liked watching their, you know, some of their games this year. Uh, they're, they are a very entertaining hockey team. Um, they have they, – they can do it on both sides of the puck. You know, they're a very skilled team. They're also a grinded-out – like, you know, they'll beat you down, wear you down. And, you, you know, we saw that last year in the cup finals. Um, they just out-muscled the Bruins for, for you know, all seven games. And obviously they came out on top. Um, they're a real threat. They're an absolute threat. I mean, you're, they're the, still the, the defending Stanley Cup champions. And they're most likely going to have the one seed going into the playoffs if they can obviously win their brackets. But, you know, I... It's going to be interesting to watch and see how Jordan Bennington does in his second playoff run. Yeah. Yep. I think that's the big. Key. I think that's the key thing is that if he can, if he doesn't, he clearly had a really good regular season. Um, in that, is he going to be able to replicate his success from last year? And I just don't think it's going to happen. I feel like last year he didn't get. He wasn't needed a ton. Um, obviously, he had big moments, but when you have Pitcherangelo, Bo Meester, uh, um, Pareko, and Scandella yeah. as your top four, um, you're not going to be needed a lot. And when he was needed, he showed up, and that was huge. Obviously, we had that situation with Bo Meester towards the um, towards the end, right before we stopped with the pandemic. 
Right. Um, he's not traveling. He didn't, as expected, he's not finishing out the season. Um, so you have that hole on defense. Um, but you still have those top three guys. Um, and anyone can come up and play with any of those defensemen and fit right in. That's how good these three D-men are. Yeah, um, so I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be, they have the potential to do exactly what they did last year, where they um, just bully you. You can't get to the net. You can't get shots off because every one of those guys is playing for the plate on the front of the jersey. Um, they love playing for the organization, and, and they, you can see it when they play. They go all out. They're blocking shots. They're working as a team. They're bullying the other team. And I don't know. I, I like look at Jordan Bington's numbers throughout the season. Um, he did it all season long. Um, so I, I don't have a reason as to why he wouldn't be able to do it in the playoffs. Um, playoffs will obviously look a little different than they did last year. But if you can do it and go into buildings with 20,000 fans who hate you and are ragging on you the whole game, you should be able to do it in like almost like a practice setting, you would think. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. But at the same time, it's more like I just I, I notice a lot of trends in with, with certain things. And one thing I notice is like if if you have a good run one year, Usually the next year you fall off a little bit, and I just think that people are expecting Bennington to do it, which is why I think there's a lot of pressure. And even if you know there's no fan noise and anything like that, none, no one has home ice advantage. Um, I just think it's still going to get to his head. I still, I still think he has one bad game. You're going to see him start to slip a little bit because it's going to be in his head that I won the Stanley Cup last year. I can do it again. It's all on me. I, I don't know if again. That's just me speaking in that kind of personality. Like that's I'm not an, I'm not an you know an NHL goaltender because it's a, like it's mostly mental and I'm a nut job. So I would <laughs> I would lose my absolute shit if I was like I won the Stanley Cup last year and I should win it this year. Fuck. Like and I that's was, so I, I get that I get that mentality absolutely. But that's where that defense comes in. I mean, Ryan O'Reilly, Vladimir Tarasenko, George, James Schwartz, David Perron, Ivan Barbashev, like they're stacked. And I think that even if um, Bennington has those off nights where he's, he's given up three, four, I think his team can put up four or five. That's true. They have, they have the, the ability. Yeah. They absolutely have the ability to go out there and score four or five goals a night. But that's the thing. They don't need to. Correct. Because they do have, a, a, I would say, a top three defensive unit. Um, and it doesn't hurt that, you know, your goaltender won you a Stanley Cup. Well, not won you a Stanley Cup, but he basically well, yeah. won, you, he won you game seven. He was outstanding yeah. in game seven. Um, stood on his head. He did. He did stand on his head. He had amazing, amazing saves. Um, so much so that I turned the turned the TV off and threw the remote somewhere. But um I could, I could just, I could just go step by step on how that night went for me, and it was just not fun. <laughs> and every Blues fan out there is probably laughing their asses off. Just you wait, Craig. Oh, it's not just. Let Blues you down fans. too, baby boys. <laughs> it's not Blues fans. It's the other 31 teams that are laughing as well. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a good point. We're, we're all 30. very happy. You I don't think, lost. I don't think the, uh, I don't think the Kraken are laughing at anybody just yet. 
they're laughing at Florida as they have more followers than the Florida Panthers do on social media already. So, That's not surprising. I mean, yeah, no, absolutely not. I really yeah. think, uh, side note, I really think when people show up to a Panthers game, they actually just expect a bunch of Panthers on the ice. They don't, they don't think that's <laughs> It's just like no a giant cage. what's going on. Yeah, they're there. just like, hey, I bought this ticket to a, a Panthers, Florida Panthers thing. I don't know what it is. Then they get there, it's like, it's just a bunch of dudes on ice. Cause like people, like I thought we were going to the Tiger King place. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I thought I thought Tiger King opened up something in the South Florida for me. <laughs> but anyways, um, so just give me a maybe like an outlook for their playoff scenario. Um, I I would say I have them going to the conference finals. Um, like I said before, I think Colorado um, is able to surpass them and go to the Stanley Cup finals this year, but. Yeah, um, St. Louis isn't going all the way. Um, I just don't see it. I don't see it happening. I don't even know if they make the conference finals. Um, I think the team is very good. I think Jordan Bington's very good. Um, but I think I don't think the layoff, aside from getting Tarasenko back, and as, as we said before, he was set to return before this all happened, um, just looking at the roster, I feel like there are a lot of guys there who are older, um, who mm-hmm. kind of expected that they just weren't going to come back and they were just going to start up next season. And I, I feel like a lot of these guys are going to be out of shape or going to be slow or going to not not going to be ready to play. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I see it being the young guys are going to come out guns blazing games one and two, uh, at least for this series. And then you'll start to see the veterans pick it up. Um, obviously, it's going to benefit those teams that are very young. At least I think. Um, but the good thing is, is that the teams that actually played their asses off and made it into those top four spots, they're going to be playing games that, that they do matter, but they're not must-win games. Correct. And so that'll be good practice. Obviously, good practice. Uh good recovery for every single player on that team and by the time they actually do have to play you know an actual playoff series I think those teams absolutely benefit most from this playing round um it sucks that they have to play each other for seeding because you know Blues and the Bruins absolutely deserve those first those that first seed um just with the way that they play during the regular season and obviously their standings but it's also good that they get some reps in an actual like playing scenarios, actual games against actual opponents they may or may not face in a playoff series. So correct. Um, but yeah, do you have anything else on the Blues before we move on? I think they beat Vegas. I don't think they make it past that though. Okay. So you think they make it to the the uh, divisional round and then they they bump yeah. off? All right. Yep. That's fair. I think I think they are able to sneak by in divisional like they did last year against the Stars in Double OT in Game Seven. Um, cause I mean, you know, one puck bounce and it goes the other way and the stars are headed to, um, uh, San Jose, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Um, so I think that, um, I think they'll make it to the conference finals. Um, but I think that's where it stops. I think, I think they make it another round, but I, I don't see them going to the cup finals this year, unfortunately. So for all you blues fans out there, suck it. <laughs> they ain't winning no goddamn cup again. Um, 
And uh, of course, let's let's move on to everyone's fan favorite, Boston Bruins. Um, absolutely biased. This is the one team I will die on the sword for, and it is my Boston Bruins. Um, you know, I can be a very very lenient Patriots fan, and I can be impartial. If you say one bad word about the Bruins, I will be at your door with an axe, ready to chop your hands off. I promise. Let's go. I'm about to send my address because you're going to need it in like three minutes. Sick. Let's go. Let's do this. I'm ready. Fireman Burl coming to your door. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, obviously, as the best team in the NHL from this season, best in this season, this season, I don't want to hear it. Fuck off. For those who can't see, I'm making faces at comments like best team in the NHL and so on and so forth. So I got everyone's back. I don't know, it's okay. Uh, it's all right. It's fine. The standings, the, 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 you know, the standings and the records prove themselves. Bruins finished 44, 14, and 12. Correct. Uh, Canucks With 100 points. Canucks and four. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, they had an NHL best plus minus 53. Um, Tugarask and Yaroslav Halak won the William Jennings Trophy for the least amount of goals given up in a season. So, go ahead, tell me, tell me, what, what a, best team in the NHL again? Who's the best team in the NHL? It's the Boston Bruins right now. The Boston, Boston, no, absolutely, absolutely. All close on that. Uh, they had a phenomenal season, but they do every year. It's nothing new. It's not exciting um, anymore. No, I mean, oh, I beg to differ. I, been, I, I still love, I still love seeing them shitting in the toilet bowl. That is Montreal. That is Montreal right now. But <laughs> well, well, no. So I, I think that I think that they had they. I don't want to say they overperformed because this team should have been doing this for the past three years. But the fact that Tampa Bay is there is what keeps them from being on that upper echelon. Um, I mean, That's you saw it last year. Game 7 Stanley Cup Final, and they couldn't pull it through. But they made it there. They swept a very good Carolina team. They beat the Blue Jackets, who swept the the, the Tampa Bay, the, the Lightning. They beat yeah. Toronto again in Game 7, again. So, you know, there there's consistency in the playoffs for the Bruins. And, you know... You can't win a Stanley Cup every year. I really wish they did last year. Obviously, uh, you know, your little soggy boy was in a corner weeping tears of just disgusting sorrow after the Blues. Hence the name Soggy Boy. Yep. Yeah, well, <laughs> that came from something else, but, but sure, we can we can equate it to that. Um, you know, this this team is just so well-rounded. They have great you know, they have a great defense, great goaltending, best tandem in the league by far. I mean, you proof's in the pudding. You know, both goaltenders are in top five in save percentage. Again, both goaltenders for one team are in top five in save percentage. I'm just going to let that one let, let that one marinate. But Williams Jennings Trophy for both Halak and Tuga Rask. Again, I'm not a big Rask fan. I will give him credit where credit is due. He is an elite goaltender. That's absolutely fine. However, when I grew up, when you grow up with Tim Thomas, the dude five eleven is just chucking himself around the ice with just the just swinging his monster cock everywhere, <laughs> winning the Bruins the Stanley Cup. Like, well, 
Like, there's nothing better than that. He made some of the most amazing saves I've ever seen in my entire life, uh, especially in a playoff setting against really good opponents. Fantastic. Rask, great goaltender, elite goaltender. He's not there for the saves. There are just some saves that you think, okay, this is it. This is the save, and he doesn't make it. I don't know. I, I just I always have that feeling. My dad and I are on the same page. I know a lot of Bruins fans are for Tuca, but there are some, like like myself and my dad, that are just like, I, I like him. He's a good goaltender, but just, I, I don't know. I just don't. He's not for me. You know what I mean? He just seems like he's, he's truly a positional player. He's got really good positioning on the ice. He's very aware of what's going on. He just doesn't have the same, I don't know, he just doesn't have the same gumption as Tim Thomas did. Like, Tim Thomas had some big fucking balls. Like, huge clackers, dude. Why do you, why do you think that is? Why do you think Tuka, like, <sighs> like, what is, like, how often does that happen, would you say? Like, once a game, once a week? Um, I, so I wouldn't say once a game. He's, again, he's, a, like I said, he's an elite goaltender. I think when it matters most, like, I don't know if you've ever seen this show, but Avatar The Last Airbender. You ever okay. seen the show before? No. Uh, he, he, no, it's fine. It's it's just me being a nerd. But um, <laughs> when the world needed him most, he vanished. And like, yeah. when the Bruins needed Tuka the most in game seven last year, he vanished. Yeah. He gave up four goals. I mean, again, not to blame Tuka solely for that because there were a lot of bad things that the, that, that team Correct. did last year yeah. in game seven. Yeah. However, an elite goaltender finds ways to make up or stop your team's mistakes. Yeah. That's what an elite goaltender does. Yeah. And he did that for them in a couple of those games last year in the playoffs. But when they needed it the most, he did he couldn't do it. And that's just that was one thing. That's just one thing that always gets me. And same thing in game six against Chicago in the 2013 playoffs. He was great. We had a great playoff run, you know, played really well in those five games. But when they needed him to to stop, you know, hold a 2-1 lead with 17 seconds left, where did he go? Back into his shell. It just, it's recurring. And like I said, I pick up on these themes. It's a recurring theme every year for me. When they need him most, he just, he goes away. And it it's just crazy to think that, you know, there are other goaltenders out there that are like, you know, they're like subpar or whatever, but when their team needs them, they're on. And like, it, it just... That's exactly what it was like with Tim Thomas. Like, he had his ups, he had his downs, you know, he won a Vesna, he won two Vesnas, um, and then there were other seasons where Tuka Rask took the starting job from him. Then he came back, 2011, had the best season a goaltender had ever had, period, until I think Ben Bishop in like four or five years later, but, um, you know, 949 save percentage throughout the entire fucking season. Like, how, how is it even manageable? Like, how do you do that? This man stood on his head the entire season. Almost, I would say, like, 60% carried the Bruins through that through the entire playoffs. Like, that that man, I, I just, there's so many saves I can remember. And this, I'm sorry, not to get on a tangent about nostalgia, but it just, there's, there's just so many saves in that playoff run specifically that just cement him. Like, when they needed him, he was there. Game five against Montreal, double OT, double pat, double pad stack, 
across the crease, save the goal on a 2-1-0, and then they go down and score. Like, they hadn't beaten Montreal in a playoff series in, I think, maybe 30 years or something like that. Huge. Um, you know, freaking Game 7 of the Tampa Bay series. Shut up. Shut up. Like, that game was probably one of the best games of hockey I've ever seen. No penalties. No goals were scored except for that one, and it was the cleanest breakout out of their own zone that I've ever seen them do against that weird-ass 1-3-1 that Tampa Bay had been doing with John Cooper. Just bizarre. But anyways... No, no, it was... No, it was LaViolette, I think. It was Peter LaViolette. Not John Cooper. John Cooper's now. But anyways... Not to get nostalgic and all that kind of shit, because if, if I go, if I continue to go on, I'll go on. <laughs> let's, let's stick to this season, Zach. Thank you. Um, but again, like that's just that's just how passionate I am about this team. Like I, I just remember specific moments where I know they have that greatness. I mean, you no, know, the standings don't lie. They don't. They're the best team in the NHL right now. They have the potential. Not only the potential, they have it. Like, they have the stuff to win the cup. They do. Their top line is the best in hockey. Don't at me. Or actually, at me. Fucking at me. They're the best line in hockey. Best line in hockey. I'm waiting I'm waiting to hear from you. You agree? I agree. Oh, all right. Okay. Okay. I agree. I, I will give a shout out to Colorado's first line because that first line is also just, like, absolute money. Gross. Oh, it's just disgustingly good. But I think the chemistry between the Bruins top three is what puts them over the edge. I've just seen so many plays time and time again between Bergeron, Marshawn, and Pasternak that you just go, they're literally in each other's heads. Like, there's no way that this is possible. Take the tape passes, behind the back, no look passes, fucking... I mean, just, and not to mention, David Pasternak, holy shit, somebody get that man a fucking, like, a $20 million bonus. Dude is lights out. Yep. First Rocket Richard Trophy winner, I think, ever for the Bruins. I mean, sucks that he has to co-own it with Ovechkin, but the fact that your name is up there with Alexander Ovechkin, you're gonna tip your tip your cap to the young lad. Absolutely. How old is Pasta? He's still. He is twenty. He's either twenty-three or twenty-two, so he's younger than both of us. Yeah. Yeah, we're both older than Connor McDavid, by the way, too. So <sighs> that one, let that one sit. Yeah. Who? Who's that? Trigger. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. He doesn't show up in the playoffs, anyways. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel for the Bruins this year. Like, I want to say they're going to win the cup. They have everything there. The goaltending is there. The defense is there. They just have to stay healthy, and they got to play their game. They play their game, they win the cup. That's it. I, I just – they play if they play their game, they win the Stanley Cup. That is it. That's it, folks. It's all, that's, all, that's all she wrote. I mean, obviously, there are a lot of other teams who, who clearly deserve to be in the playoffs, who clearly deserve a shot at the Stanley Cup. Um, it, it just, you know, I, you know, I get these gut feelings with these teams and it's just, this is it. I got the feeling this year. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have that feeling last year. And even, even though they played well and all that kind of stuff, I didn't have the feeling. I have the feeling this year. I do. I really do. Because I think this break has given them time to recuperate. They had a hundred point season in what? 70 games. They had four months to stop, recuperate. They, um, you know, they were on from the drop of the puck, the first game. They were on. They lost 14 games the entire, sorry, they lost 26 games the entire season. Whatever. But they lost 14 games in regulation the entire season. 14. I just want to, like, let's, let's look at there. Give me a second. 
in- incredible team. Uh, uh, it's just... and, and like you said, like watching, I don't, I don't watch that many Boston games. I'll be honest, but no, that's fine. When I do, you see, like it looks like Pasternak, Mar- Marchand, and Bergeron. It looks like they're all brothers that have been playing together since the age of four. Um, oh yeah, no, the, chemi- right. the chemistry is sick. You have the two most underrated and I'm not a Boston fan um, let me just preface that I hate Boston but you have the two most underrated D-men in the league in, oh, in Charlie Coyle and Tory Crew um, and I think the only reason they don't get talked about is is, is because of Zidane Ochara um, because he's still the guy there he's he's still the guy there um, I would I would agree I think I think you saw a little bit of fluctuation in Z's game after they won the cup um, yes. I mean, he he was really good in 2012, kind of fell off a little bit in 2013, then he had his downs, and then he started like really revamping, and he's been he has been really solid for us as as a leader, um, and on the ice, he's absolutely. I, I think the only reason he's still there, I think the only reason he wants to continue playing, is to is to make Charlie McAvoy that next guy for the Bruins. Yeah. I really think that you know, I love I love Zdeno Chara. The city loves Zdeno Chara. The Jacobs, Cam Neely, they all love Big Z. And, and, you know, he's been a huge part of this organization for the past, uh, what, 2008, uh, 12, 13 years. Um, there's just been so many good moments with him. And, I mean, like, and the dude is just a, just a what a fucking guy that guy is. Class act. He's, he's Absolutely. a great guy. Um, and you, you definitely see, you definitely see decline in his play, though. Would you agree? Oh no, absolutely. I mean, and, that, and that'll, down. and that'll come with the yeah. age too. I oh, think. absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I think it's one of those situations, like it is with uh, Jumbo out in San Jose, where where he'll have a contract until he doesn't, like until yeah. he can't play anymore. Yeah. Um, and but the thing with the thing with, you know, the difference between Char and Thornton, and it's really just positional. I mean, if yeah. If, Joe Thornton was a defenseman. I don't think anybody would have an issue with it, but he's there Correct. to score and be a leader. And he can't be a leader anymore for some odd reason. I don't know. That whole situation in San Jose is bizarre, but, um, and he's just not putting up the points anymore. He's not telling him. He's not lighting the lamp. He's not getting the apples. I, Correct. I don't know. But, you know, with, with Char, I mean, dude's got like a, what, 20 foot wingspan. All he's got to do is stick, <laughs> put his stick out and he's halfway to China. <laughs> halfway home. Yeah, literally half, half we're going to Czech, the Czech Republic or Slovakia. Sorry, he's from Slovakia, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it's great to have him on the team to still be a leader. Um, obviously, he's your captain, so you want to try and give him everything you know you can. He's going to give you everything he's got until the end. Um, this he's he's one of the guys that'll go out. You know, he won't. It won't be like a divorce or anything like that. It'll 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 be mutual. They'll sit down, they'll have a nice long talk. Like he's, he's just one of those really good guys, like really great captain yeah. for your team. But um, but yeah, I mean, you know, talking about Charlie McAvoy and Tory Crew, let's also not forget about another name that I think is actually gonna be your next to Dano Chara, and that's Brandon Carlo. Okay. So I do you know anything about Brandon Carlo, really? I've I've watched him play a couple times. I can't say I'm knowledgeable. No, no, that's fair. No, no, that's okay. Um, I mean he Brandon Carlo is has I think is going unnoticed, not unnoticed, but like undervalued in in the league itself. But people here in Boston, man, we notice. You know what yeah. I mean? When you have someone like Sedano Chara on your team for the better of twelve years, 
you know, you notice when someone is doing their job and doing what they yep. need to do to win hockey games. You know, that kid's got it. He's a really good hockey player. Um, very prototypical Chara. Um, obviously not as big or as, as long reaching, but you're, I really think next two or three years, you're looking at one of the top five defensemen in the league. Um, really? Yes, absolutely. And obviously I love Charlie McAvoy. I think Charlie McAvoy is more prototypical Tory Krug. So, you know, next, next gen Tory Krug and Zdeno Chara sitting right on that second line for the second D pairing for the Bruins, Charlie McAvoy, Brandon Carlo, two unbelievable defensemen. Um, they offer you, you know, basically what Tory Krug and Zdeno Chara are giving you, except they're way younger and they have unbelievable futures ahead of them. I feel like both of them are uh, like big offensive, defensive D-men. Um, I feel like they both... Carlo, Carlo less so. Charlie McAvoy, absolutely. Charlie yeah. McAvoy can, can, can fucking skate. That yeah. kid is kid's dynamite. Um, Carlo is a little more reserved. He's definitely your pro- prototypical defensive defenseman. Um, definitely like Big Z, but I gotta say, kid's got a clap bomb. Yeah, got a clap bomb. Absolutely. Um, Young too, right? Yeah, he's twenty-four, I think. They're both they're both around the same age. I think I'm older than Charlie McAvoy too. I think. I know I, I have his autograph, and I met his girlfriend, which is pretty weird. But nice. Yeah. Nice. They were driving away one time at TD Garden when one of my friends and I went to the game, and uh, we may or may not have stopped his Jeep and. Like, hey, like, would you mind signing? <laughs> wicked, Charlie, like, wicked nice kid. Um, yeah, yeah. But like, you can tell he's like, he's the same age as me, and I'm like, this yeah. is so weird. I'm like, I'm literally the same age as you, and I'm asking you for your autograph. Like, that's weird. Yeah. But got the hat, it's hanging up on the wall, so I don't care. Perfect. There but you anyways, go. let's cut to the chase on here. I want your realistic take. Give me, give me the hard evidence. Give me the facts. How do the Bruins do this year in the playoffs? Hit me. I don't think there's anyone in the East that can beat them. I really don't. I think the only team you're going to see them see giving them a hard time are the Capitals. And and let me tell I you why. I don't even so. see that. So I I have I from last year. So two years ago they played the Lightning lost at five I think the Lightning have definitely taken a step back especially this year especially after that brutal 4 nothing loss against the Blue Jackets in the first round yes. of the playoffs brutal um, you know they have that stigma they have the President's Trophy locked that scares me President's Trophy is basically a curse at this point it's like the Madden curse for hockey um, except instead of getting injured, you don't win the Stanley Cup. It's like a guaranteed thing. Um, you know, Washington scares me only because Washington does give us a hard time. Um, I think I think it's just a stigma of Alexander Ovechkin. Ovechkin has always been always been really good against us. Um, I feel like the Bruins did have their way with them this year. Um, which is a good sign for what may be to come if they do end up playing the Capitals and like the um, you know the conference finals or somehow in the divisional finals. I don't know how that would work, but um, yeah, I think Washington is a team. I just I've seen them time and time again dismantle Bruins and just leave them dumbfounded. So that that'll always be in the back of my head. This year, obviously, is is different. The Bruins have definitely yeah. done a lot better, but um, I don't know. 
Washington will always be the back of my mind. Boston, Boston's my team out of the East. Um, I would love to see a 2011 rematch if, you, if that's what you're going for. I would love that. That would be amazing. Vancouver and Fort, yeah. Oh, yeah. That would Absolutely. Be, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> if only Vancouver makes it to the, you know, past the playing rounds. <laughs> God, you're hating on them so hard. Oh, I'm not. I just like taking the, I like taking the opposite take and just hammering it home until someone there like, we wants go. to kill me. Um, that's fair. No, that's fair. Content. Um, I will say this, uh, best center in the league is is Patrice Bergeron. Hands down, best two-way player. Best two-way player, best center. Um, I, I mean, you know, with players like Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews and, you know, well, I would say Austin Matthews because he's a left-wing, but when you have really good centers in the league, the fact that Patrice Bergeron gets noticed by so many teams, you know, uh, GMs, every, like everyone, for how good of a player he is, not just on the you know on the offensive side, but how good he is and how sound he is defensively. Um, I mean, the dude has what, like five Selkie trophies? Yeah. Yep. I mean, come on, it's ridiculous. He he is an amazing player, an amazing asset, homegrown talent for the Bruins. I mean, obviously hit the nail on the head in that draft 2003, picking him up in, I think, the third round or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I love Patrice Bergeron. Always will. Always have. Can't say a bad thing about the guy, except for Drew. Drew hates him for some reason. I don't know why. Bizarre. Bizarre. I don't know why. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't see anybody beating them. I mean, the Capitals worry me. But I really can. I really think the Bruins make it to the Cup Finals. I think they win the Cup this year. I really do. And obviously, yes, that's biased. But like, it, it just just seeing how they've played this year against every single other team. You know, yeah, they had their downs. But I mean, fuck. You lose 14 regular season games in regulation. 14. They only lost three, four regular season, four regulation games at home. Four. This team is pushing themselves to the limit. I mean, you know, yeah, they lost nine OT or shootout games, but they were 0-7 in the shootout. You take away those seven OT losses in the, or seven shootout losses, their overtime record is pretty damn good. So they're they're there for the full 60 and beyond. It's just that stupid shootout that doesn't work for them at all, ever. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think we're on the same page. I think the Bruins make it out of the East. Um, obviously, where we differ is you think the Canucks win the Stanley Cup, which is just <laughs> I think the Bruins are going to take the Cup home this year. I really hope so. That'd be great. Great for the city. I will fly you up here first class. Um, oh, shit. We will just chuck peanuts at you as the parade goes by. That oh, sound? shit. <laughs> How does that sound? You like that? Love it. All right. Sick. Love that. All right. So um, so those are our two teams for today, the Blues and the Bruins. Um a quick side note before we get into dismantling the bitch pigeons, as we like to call them. Um, um, I think we are going to try and get our street hockey league going again. So for for that you for for those of you that don't know, and obviously Mike, you this is probably the first you ever heard about it. We have a street hockey league up here that we play. So if you ever come up here, Mike. I hope to God that you will play street hockey with us. 100%. What do you play? Uh, center. You play center? Yeah, I, I like, I'm Patrice Bergeron, I'll be honest. Okay, no, that's fair. That's, that's It's an absolutely warranted comparison 
seeing as though both of you guys are on the same talent level in the NHL right now. Yes. Oh, easy. Easy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I don't know if you knew this, but I am actually attending. Really? I am. Okay. I am attending. Okay. Yeah. They call me, uh, they call me Siv Burrow. There you go. They don't, but they what's, uh, what's your save percentage at? No, God, probably, be honest. Mm, sub seven, probably. Oof. Oof, those are rookie numbers. We gotta uh, bump those way up. Yeah. <laughs> See, here's the thing is that we're gonna bump them right up once I can get down on a full split. Once I get down on a full split, nothing's gonna buy me, all right? Like, I got I got the legs for, for a full split. I just don't have the thighs for a full split. Well, you've been locked inside for the last four months. You practice yeah, this? Yeah, that's true. Oh, Holy I shit, bud. I don't practice a little bit, all right? Holy I don't wanna hear it. Shit. Don't start. Don't start knocking on the boys here, all right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we got a, we got a nice street hockey league and we're always looking for more people. So if any of you Boda listeners are out there that live in Massachusetts or the surrounding area, fucking hit me up. Hit, hit up tape in the shaft. We will get some street hockey going with you guys. Hockey Town USA in Saugus, Massachusetts, best place to play hockey. I guess this is a shout out to Hockey Town, even though I wasn't going for that, but um, great place. I'll send you a pic. I don't know if you've ever heard of it before, but they yeah. have um, they got two ice rinks down below, Strocky okay. upstairs, and then they have an outside Strocky. You don't play inline? Uh, I cannot skate, so I play on feet. Every, everyone else plays on blades. Okay, okay. Everyone else plays on blades. I, I have really big ankles, so um, basically I'm just, I'm, I'm a huge, huge bitch. Uh, <laughs> You're a bitch pigeon. There we go. Yeah, I'm a bitch pigeon. <laughs> and segue, the Seattle Kraken. Holy um, shit. I ex- so, Mike, I kind of expected them to go Kraken because I, I saw yep. rumblings yep. about it and all that kind of stuff. So, not surprised. Um, I guess I'm a little underwhelmed with the name because I was expecting it to be the Kraken. So... I mean, <laughs> I, I really think, you know, we should start a petition online to, in fact, call them the Bitch Pigeons. I would love that. That'd be great. Correct. So, so as would I, um, Seattle, or Rain City Bitch Pigeons, that's what Ooh. I was pulling for. Didn't, didn't happen, but... Yeah, Matt, I gotta say, that's got a nice ring. The ring It's got a nice ring. And you wouldn't have to call the fans crackheads. Like now, I like if I want to become like a Seattle Kraken fan, I would be labeled as a crackhead, which not a fan of. Um, no, that's fair. That's fair. But I mean, I feel like it fits for Seattle. Fair, valid. I guess. Valid. I guess I'm calling everyone in Seattle a crackhead. Shout out Seattle. I guess. I <laughs> Rain I City. Um, I like. I do like the Rain City bitch bitches though. Sorry. I, just... I will be from from this day. What's today? July 28th. July 28th. From this moment on, uh, they will be known to me as the Seattle Bitch Pigeons. You will not see anything on Instagram, anything in a blog I write, anything anywhere, me uh, referencing them as the Kraken. That is not the team I support. I support the Rain City Bitch Pigeons. And if you have a problem with that, come at me. Um... I am also super underwhelmed with the jerseys. Um, I know oh, you said oh, right see, off like the rip that you like them, um, which is fine to each their own. I like Kraken was the was realistically the best name out of the list that I had seen. And I'm sure the same Fair, list yeah. that you had seen. 
going back five, six, seven, eight months, whenever it popped up. Um, Kraken was the best name on the list. So I'm, I'm happy they went with Kraken. That being said, like, you had a dope opportunity, like a huge opportunity to come up with something nasty. Yeah. And you come out with an S. Like that's okay. like an octopus. The logo. So like, the logo. The logo. Yeah, the logo is interesting. I'll give. I'll give you that. I was a little, a little underwhelmed with the logo. I think. I think if I see it in person, I'll be able to get a better grip on it. Um. I so to me, what they were trying to do is go with that old Metropolitans look from like 1915. Have you seen those jerseys before? I have. Yeah, I have. So, so they were trying to incorporate that, but then like give it some new flair. And I think they little went a little overboard with it. The color scheme for the jerseys though is so nice. I, I can't even, I can't, I can't do it. Like I can't argue. It, it, it's really nice. I'm just excited to see their away jerseys. I, at this point, I'm, I'm just fired up to see their alternates. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Um, I hope they get some alternates. That would be I'm fucking pu- sick. I'm pulling it up now, and I, I'm, like, just not – it doesn't do it for me. Like, I oh, wish yes. it did. Like, I was so – I've been so fired up, and I'm still fired up that we're getting a new team. Like, yeah. watching Vegas come into the league has – like, was and has been yeah. incredible. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I, come on. Those Vegas jerseys, man, those things are fucking sweet. I love them. Oh, love them. So um, I'm just kind of underwhelmed. I guess with Seattle. Um, so here's my question: Do you think that's because we had a, we we just inducted a brand new team two years ago? I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think me, so. I think like. Part... No, sorry. No, go I, ahead. Mike. I feel like I've I've known that it's been it's going to be the Kraken for a minute now. Mm-hmm. Um, I I heard the same rumors you you did. Um, and I guess I just like hyped up my anticipation for the jersey and like the hat and the whole nine, and then just got let down by the logo. Like I'm still fired up. Um, That's I fair. just don't know if I'll be getting merch for it. I mean, I'll still be buying a jersey. I mean, DHK, thirty bucks, man. Come on, you can do it. I know you can do it. Yeah, I, mean, I yeah, I can do it, right? But, <laughs> It's invisible it. now. I hate I, uh, it. I know, I know. I've come out and said um, I hate it. If I post an Instagram picture in a, in a Seattle Brain City Bitch Pigeons, maybe that's what I'll do. I'll just yeah, get that. But you got to promote the Bitch Pigeons, though. So here's what you got to do. you got to promote here's the what Bitch you Pigeons. Do. So if, if there's anywhere on that jersey, buy the jersey. I promise you, you're going to love it. Buy someone just so obscure that, you know, no one's going to know. Um, I mean, I'm sure fucking Malcolm Subban will end up on that team at some point. Hopefully PK team. goes out there too. Oh, fuck PK. <laughs> Just send nice him guy. out there too. Nice guy. I'll give it to him. I fucking hate that piece of shit on the ice. He's such a obnoxious guy. Oh, so he like nervous. runs. He doesn't even skate. He just fucking runs. Oh dude. god! Don't like, even get me started man, on the cell. How do you have a job? I'll, I'll give you one reason. Lindsey Vaughn. That's why he has a job. Facts. <laughs> he better not get into like TV radio when he's done, dude. Oh, I go. Oh, obnoxious. Anyways, um, I, I would say if there's anywhere that says Seattle Kraken, just tape over it and put Rain City Fish Pigeons. Facts. Yep. If 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 this is a thing, we will. I will get. I will get two jerseys for myself. One that I actually will wear as Seattle Kraken, as a good like a good player that they may or may not pick up. 
The other one, we're going to get matching jerseys, Rain City Bitch Pigeons, and we're going to put our names on the back. How does that sound? I, I'm, I'm always, I'm so down for that. We're going to do 100%. it. All right. I'm going to put that in my notes. Um, but anyways, yeah. So underwhelmed with the name only because we kind of expected it. Yeah. Underwhelmed with the logo because I feel like they were reusing stuff from the past and it's really just an S, like, you know, like a tentacle. So, I mean, eh, it is what it is. I like the color scheme of the jerseys. I think the jerseys are nice. Um, you know, they're better than some of the jerseys that teams have had for 20 years. Correct. Like, the, I gotta say, the Panthers jerseys now are really nice. But the ones they had before that, I would, I wouldn't even wipe my ass with them. <laughs> Honestly, I would not wipe that's my not, ass. With them. That's not nice for your ass. No. Nope. No, God no. Um, but I, I mean, it's that single ply shit. Not even single ply. It's half ply. paper. It's right from the. It's like natural. It's right off the fucking tree. It's just. <laughs> it's the bark. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking gross. But I think that um, I, I think I think it's like a, a mid-tier jersey in the NHL. Um, I, I absolutely would still buy it. I like the color scheme. I think yeah. it's different from other jerseys, which is why I kind of like the allure of it. Um, I, I think I think I need to see it more on people on players you know i need to see it more out there to get really good a gauge but my initial reaction was i like these i think they're nice i think the logo fits well on the jersey yeah i like it but i think it fits well with the jersey which is again a big reason why i like the jersey because they use the logo and it fits well with the jersey scheme so i get it i'm in the i'm in the minority here when i say i don't like it i've I play I play hockey as well. Yeah. Um, I'm on three different teams for uh, a Sunday league that I'm in. Um, so Sundays are I just usually skating all day, but it got sent around in every group chat, and everyone's like, I love them. They're saying I'm over here like I'm the only person on the planet that doesn't like these jerseys right now. No, honestly, I, we need that though. I love that. I want you to use that. We're gonna fuel that for the fucking Rain City bitch pigeons because I love that take. Hundred percent, amazing. Um, I I cannot agree to call them the Rain City bitch pigeons in any of the articles that I do. That might be a problem. It could be a problem. It probably isn't gonna be a problem because I probably will cave after like the first article that I write about. <laughs> most likely, because I am in fact a bitch pigeon as well. So. I feel I feel the connection there, um, but uh, I mean, other than that, I, I just think you know it's it's obviously now just a waiting game. Yeah. Uh, when when is the expansion draft? What players are they looking at? Who's protected? Who's not? Um, a lot of that information obviously is not available right now because they're Correct. still trying to figure out how the fuck they're going to play this year's playoffs in August. So yeah. Um, obviously, when that information comes out, we will absolutely be doing a podcast about that. We're going to go to town. We're going to give you our picks. Everything like that. Whenever that comes out, Mike, we'll talk about that at the show. But um, but other than that, man, I think, you know, I think we did some pretty good stuff. We covered what we needed to cover. Um, I really hope you don't lose that Canucks hat in a fire or in a volcano, whichever one you choose. Um, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to go to Vancouver for the parade. Uh, six feet apart from everyone, but I will be in Vancouver for. Oh, the- you're you're gonna you're months. gonna be there. You're gonna be there when they burn the city down again. Yeah, yeah, I, I I'll be holding a lighter, hundred percent. Um, I love that. <laughs> I will be so, there, and I will be doing video content for Boda. Oh fuck yes, dude! West Coast Boda trip. Hashtag Absolutely. Vancouver destroys itself again. 
Oof. Oh, that would be great. But anyways, um, so Mike, question for you. Yes. Okay. How would you feel about having a New Jersey Devil-centric episode? I'm about it. You about it? I'm about it. I I, I, I saw a little bit of a little bit of fright in your eyes. Just a little <laughs> bit. Of, you're like, oh fuck. Here we go. Okay. I mean, my teams are my teams are falling apart. Ever since I joined Boda, it's just been. I mean, the Devils hired Lindsey Roth. Uh, who the fuck is that guy? Jamal is now uh, shit hawk. What the fuck's going on there? Um, I texted the group before, or I I think I tagged Boda in an Instagram story about Gase coming out and saying that people uh, he wants people that want to be Jets. Um, and I was like, bro, you're that was yeah, oh, man, it just God. set me off. Yeah, like no, three fair. minutes before three minutes before we hopped on. So <laughs> if it comes to to my teams, it, it gets a little gets a little tough to uh, tough to talk about. I am a Yankees fan, thankfully, but that's fair. Shit, they haven't done shit in the last decade. So, but I am all for you. Don't have to break or twist my arm to talk about the Devils. Good, good. Good, good, good. I like that. We're gonna we're gonna definitely get in depth about their minus forty one point differential this year. Um, also, the fact that they basically broke even um, for twenty twenty nine in twelve on the season. Um, they broke even. Wow. Almost. Wow. They had twelve OT losses. Fuck. But again, <laughs> whenever you feel bad about your team, ladies and gentlemen, just be thankful that you are not the fucking Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> that team has gotten screwed more this year specifically than I think they have ever been. This team was. And a- then be thankful. This, yeah. this, Sorry, this, go ahead. This is just this is just a little tip before we wrap up the show, guys. Detroit was a was was a, a whopping a negative 122 on the year for point differential minus 122. The, uh, the silence is there for just added character for that minus 122. How the fuck do you do that as a team? Go minus 122. They won 17 games all year. 17. It's just astounding. Not to mention, they got royally fucked in the draft lottery. <laughs> they're picking, what, third and fourth? And the team, and the team, fourth. yeah, they're picking fourth. A team that, a team that loses the playoff, the play in rounds, it's the first overall pick. And the Red Wings end up like fourth. Seriously. Oh, oh and not to mention, your new arena is called Little Caesars Arena. What the fuck is that shit? <laughs> There's not a lot going on for Detroit right now, man. Ever since they moved over to the Atlantic the Atlantic Division, the Eastern Conference, they've been dog shit. Dog shit. But anyways, Mike, I think that about wraps us up. Uh, if you have anything you want to... Sh- Shout out anything you want before we end the show. Let me know. Think you're good? They're picking fourth. They're picking fourth? <laughs> They're picking fourth. <laughs> Even worse than I thought. I thought they were going there. But fourth, yeah. Nothing. Terrible. But um, as always, guys, uh, I am Zach Burrow, Soggy Boy. I have Mike from Jersey and now Credible uh, wearing his, oh, like I said, his lovely Canucks hat. I will try and get a picture up for you guys. Um, you got to see that sexy C on the Canucks. Um, as always guys 
Um, thank you so much for tuning in for Taking the Shaft. Um, you will find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you find a podcast. Uh, I don't know, get a bitch pigeon to send you some podcasts. Maybe the Seattle, the Rain City Bitch Pigeons will be up there for you. Um, Mike and I are going to get a matching jerseys. That's the end of the episode, guys. Thank you so much. I am so sorry. I had ADHD episode. <laughs> much appreciated, guys. As always, stay soggy. Love you very much. Peace.